You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we get into our second part of Family Ties. This is the 17th episode of season five, our only two parter for this season. This episode uh, was first aired on the 5th of March 2004, my sister's birthday, written by Ed Alamanero and directed by Nelson McCormick. And uh, we have ourselves. A uh, interesting episode and a nice little conclusion to this. Uh, my name is uh, Ben and Spider. <laughs> For a second there, I thought you forgot your own name. My name is Darville, and you might want to think about joining the 21st century. Never. Uh, this is literally, I think, maybe one of the first episodes I've kind of looked at my notes and gone, I can't remember if I even started a thing here as a note. Um, so, as like a quote, I should say. So, uh, yeah, that's why I kind of just have such a lame one there. But, um, after a season last season when we had, what, three two-parters, we've only got our one two-parter here. So, uh, you know, coming straight in here mm-hmm. to, uh, conclude what we already have. So, let's get straight into this right now. I don't think we need to fluff around and talk about anything nope. else in the meantime. So, uh, we've obviously got the conclusion from Dade getting shot. I've written here on my notes, how is he not dead? Uh, they're in the ambulance after crew sort of yelling at Carlos and, uh, we find out that, uh, pretty much all of them has hit his vest and he's got a couple in his shoulder and a couple in his neck. Again, as I said last week, even with a vest, this guy's dead. Come on. Um, he starts to flatline. His heart stops. Cruz is sort of yelling like, why does his heart stop? Why does his heart stop? Carlos yelling at Cruz saying like, you need to get on the radio. You need to tell them the following things. So we've got paramedic Cruz for like five seconds. She's on the uh, radio saying what's wrong with Dade. And then we kind of get this really weird edits where kind of it fades to a white screen and then it fades to us seeing a white sheet being put all over Dade. So it's kind of an interesting way that they edit there. And sadly, Dade is dead. Um, we knew him so little. Uh, how many episodes was Dade in? Like five, if that? Five at the most. Sterling K. Brown. Because, um, I mean, it had been a while since we've seen him until last week, hadn't it? So... Yeah. Uh, another man yeah. who was in uh, Black Panther. I know we've talked about this before, I think. Um, because I think, didn't you say he's one of your favorite actors? Yeah, he is currently on one of my favorite shows, This Is Us. Ah, he plays right. one of the leads. Right, okay, there you go. Yeah, total of nine episodes, uh, Dade is in. So, I always kind of forget <laughs> that he's that prominent. Like, I always really forget how prominent he's in this show. But I like Dade. Dade's cool. Uh, so, mm-hmm. sad to see. Uh, Bosco shows up to the hospital and cruises, you know, straight away to Bosco. Like, your brother killed Dade. Uh, we have the opening credits. Bosco straight away is, uh, defending Bosco, sort of like saying, like, you know, hey, like, you know, he didn't do this. Um, and sort of, uh, Yokus is there. Uh, she sort of goes off at, um, at Cruz for talking to their witness. And Yo- uh, Cruz is like, I'll talk to anyone I have to. And Yokus is like, you know, oh, don't you ever talk to anyone I'm involved in. Uh, Cruz lies and says that she saw. Uh, Michael, and then I love Yokus's reaction, like, you're lying. And she's kind of like, don't test me right now! And Yokus doesn't give a fuck. She's just like, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> no fucks given Yokus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's always been like that to a degree, but you really see it more here and going forward. Yeah, like, it's just, just the way she, she just reacts with Cruz, like, 
I just love it. Like, I just think kind of like you don't expect Jokic to be like this with someone like Cruz, but I just love it. Um, it's so good. Um, but yeah, so Swirsky puts out a call for uh, Michael Boscarelli and kind of Bosco straight away is like, hey, you know what this means. He's a cop killer. Um, so yeah, they're kind of, uh, he's saying like, please be careful. And I do love the way the fact that Swirsky turns to Jokic and Bosco, particularly Jokic, and he's like, you know what he looks like. And it's kind of, she's just like, yeah. Um, back at the hospital, Carlos is questioning, uh, the doctor who I, again, I always forget her name. Uh, why do I always forget her name, Darbell? Uh, Hickman, Dr. Hickman. I don't think it's ever mentioned. It is. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the counselor. No, 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 Dr. Hickman. Um, sort of questioning Dr. Hickman about why that guy died, the, why Dade died. And Hickman is kind of like, look, cardiac arrest is, um, you know, it's unpredictable. And kind of Carlos is like, medically, I just don't understand it. Um, Bosco shows up to see his mum and kind of is like, if you see him, you know, he's done something wrong, tell him to turn himself into me. I do love the way that, uh, Rose, you know, Patty D reacts here, the way she's just kind of like, no, like the way she reacts when Bosco tells her what he did. And we've got that sort of tense, sad music. So, um, yeah, I do like it. Um, Jelly with Cruz. Uh, and kind of, you know, saying that Dave was a good guy, didn't know him that well. We find out that Dave had a fiance, that they were getting uh, married in a couple of months. Um, and yeah, like, uh, he heard it was Michael Boscarelli. Uh, Jelly gets super angry here and kind of, you know, like, what were you doing questioning people that I was doing? You know, I told you not to, uh, you know, go and talk to people outside of, uh, me knowing and, you know, Cruz is, uh, you know, fighting back and Jelly's like, I don't work for you. And Cruz is like, I didn't have to tell you. Uh, no, sorry. Jelly says, I didn't have to tell you. And then Cruz kind of is just like, well, hey, you live and learn. Uh, and then I just love that line that Jelly says is like, careful what bridges you burn. You don't have many people left that like you. Um, I guess is this one of those moments where you're like, oh, Jelly, he's an asshole. But I think this scene really works. No, actually, actually, no, I, I didn't really. No, this isn't one of the scenes where I think Jelly's Jelly's an ass because no, he didn't have to. He didn't have to tell Cruz what what he told what he told her. And I also love the way he explodes right there. I don't yeah. know what he, I don't know what Cruz says right before he just explodes, and it's just like I don't work for you. Yeah, or whatever. I agree. Yeah. I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's done in a way that like. And honestly, if you if you've got to look at this in a certain way, I think the the audience is cheering for Jelly here because you know again people hate Cruz, so they're kind of like, yeah, fuck you, Cruz. Like you tell him Jelly. Uh, so I kind of think there's a little bit of that going on here that they've uh, you know put this scene in there for for that purpose at least anyway. But uh, it kind of leads into Cruz here. Uh, we meet uh, Yoshi. Uh, I would say Yoshi as an Australian. Uh, and who's the other guy? Do we know his name? Northcutt. North, of course it's Northcutt. Duh, we know his name. Northcutt, yes. Uh, who kind of, you know, as much as we love Dade, he's kind of forgotten about pretty quickly, isn't he? It's kind of like, uh, here's Northcutt and here's Yoshi. So <laughs> it's like, cool. Thanks for coming, uh, Dade. You were loved. Um, pay attention to Yoshi. Indeed, yes. Yeah, definitely do that. But I, I love Cruz here, just kind of like going off, like, I want to know what makes him sweat, I want to know what makes him hard, I want to know what he eats. Um, you know, I want him fined. Like, I want him scared. Like, I just love the way they keep, like, doing this. They, they talk about getting this spider helmet guy, weird guy, dropping the drugs off. 
we've got a scene of Mikey sort of driving around and his phone rings and he screams at his phone, leave me alone, and throws his phone down and breaks it. Um, Bosco to Yokus sort of saying that he won't be in tomorrow because he's going to be looking for Mikey and Yokus asks, is there anything uh, she can do to help? And Bosco's just like, keep an eye open and let me know. Um, and then sort of asks a question to Yokus, do you think he did it? And Yokus is like, yeah, I really don't know. And Bosco's like, yeah, me neither. Uh, Cruz is at the morgue waiting to get information on Dade. We've got North Cut and Yoshi showing up here saying that they found his dealer. Uh, again, this is a spider guy that we were talking about before. And then the guy in the morgue mm-hmm. sort of comes out and says the reason he died is because there was liquid Teflon in these bullets. Uh, and then that sort of it went into his bloodstream and caused, uh, heart failure and sort of tells the cops to be careful because like, you know, obviously these guys are going out of their way with cop killing bullets, which is pretty scary, isn't it? It is. Yeah. You know, bullets are bad enough without them having to go into your bloodstream and kill you, like, that way. Yeah. Um, Bosco driving around looking, asking some questions. Uh, we kind of get a, a mini montage here where we get some shots of some guns and some liquid Teflon getting loaded into bullets, as we see. We've got Yokus uh, wanting to come into work early to help out. Fred sort of questions her a little bit about it. Uh, they talk about the fact that an officer from her precinct died the night before. Charlie was scared. It's like, well, that's your own fault, Fred, because you basically said that your mother was going to die that day. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that Yoka says she talked to him last night. Uh, she asked Fred to stop being mad at him and... Uh, mad at her, sorry. And Fred is just like, I'm not mad at you, really, and kind of walks off. It's kind of like, yeah, you kind of are mad, Fred. Stop being a dick. Um, <laughs> Bosco's still yeah. looking, finds the empty charger of uh, Mikey's, uh, kind of, you know, looks a little bit concerned. Uh, Kim shows up to work early. We've got the councillor woman speaking to a random captain guy, whoever that guy is in the office. I don't think we ever see him again. Uh, and kind of questions Kim, like, you're early, aren't you? And she's like, why? Is that something wrong? Um, and she's sort of explaining to Kim, saying, like, I'm not here to hurt any of you. You know, what do you think my job is? I'm trying to help you guys. So kind of, you know, trying to calm Kim down. And we're going to get her in a little bit talking to the rest of the firehouse. Uh, Cruz, meanwhile, is hurting this guy with the spider web on his head. Uh, you know, let me know who was in the car, you know, I don't know. And it's like, you wouldn't last in jail. Yeah. And yeah, let's be honest, this guy would not last in jail. He's a wimp. Um, yeah, Br- Brian is his name. Brian, okay. One of the yep. most wimpiest characters we've ever seen on this show. Um, yeah, and you know, it's even more comical because to to hear him like that, it's even more comical because <laughs> because this episode plays slower yeah. than the... <laughs> or at least our recording of it that we have. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, like the that's it's it is weird. I think the version of this that I've got, it's kind of like it's a bit like I don't know what's wrong with the version of it because it's almost like it's slowed down in the speed because literally, particularly at the beginning, it is. you've got some of these people who sound really deep the way they talk. Like it's it's annoying, yeah. but um, I don't know what's wrong with the version I've got. But for some reason, it it is a bit slow on the tracking. But uh, it, it does make it a bit funny. I agree with you. Um, this guy admits that it was Michael Boscarelli. She he's heard that name before. And then somebody's downstairs waiting for Cruz. Um, so we're gonna find out who that is. Holly and um, Carlos show up to the firehouse. There's a new guy called Murphy in training downstairs. We never see him. <laughs> so that's kind of random. Um, yeah. and so the counselor wants to talk to them before work. Meanwhile, the person that's there to see Cruz is none other than Bosco's dad. 
who, as a dickery as himself is, has showed up because he wants a reward for turning in his son. So, yeah. If we didn't think Bosco's dad was a dick before, he kind of is now, right? Money-hungry bastard. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I mean, he kind of is like, oh, you know, I owe people some money, but come on. Like, uh, yeah, there's no redeeming qualities to this guy, is there? No. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a scene here of Bosco uh, showing up to like a fort kind of near the water and he's yelling for Mikey around that. Bosco's dad is sort of questioning about a $10,000 reward. Um, and yeah, he sort of, Cruz is like, you know, that's always offered for somebody who's a cop killer. Uh, he sort of says to Cruz about there's a place where him and his brother used to always go and hide. Bosco's at that place and uh, again, yelling out for Mikey. Mikey eventually shows up saying like, I didn't do it guy called Spider was driving, you know, saying, like, I wouldn't shoot a cop, Mo. Uh, Bosco asking if he's got a gun and kind of, uh, yeah, great, great sort of stuff here between these two and sort of, you know, he's saying, like, do you want mum to go, Absolutely. To, go to your funeral, you know? And then Mikey's kind of like, you'll be there, won't you? You're always there uh, for her. Uh, Cruz calming down Bosco's dad saying that, uh, you know, lying and basically saying, like, you know, I'm a friend of your son's. I want to bring him in before the other cops show up. And, look, it's kind of... <laughs> It's Well, it's harking back a little bit to kind of, like, Cruz, you know, manipulating people to get whatever she wants. But, like, it's hard to kind of, like, who, whose side are you meant to be on in this scene? Because Bosco's dad's nothing but an absolute dick. You know that Cruz is lying here to get to Mikey. But, it, like, it's again, it's a late episode with lots of sort of things here to, to fill many different things. Right. And, come on, she definitely does not want to bring him in alive. She wants to go there and kill him. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's still at the point where we know that. We don't want Mikey to be hurt. We know Mikey's innocent. Well, we don't know, but we kind of it's implied that he is. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just done. It's written well. Again, Ed Albanero's written this episode, so kind of 99% of the episodes he's written have been good. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's working out well there. Um, but uh, what am I trying to say here? Oh, yeah, kind of the, she's talking about it'll be your money and then kind of he's like oh I thought I could use some of it for a lawyer and then he finally gives up his location that it's in Queens at some fort and then kind of he has this sad look on his face which kind of well fuck you mate you shouldn't have done what you did um so the counsellor's questioning uh Carlos and everyone and um you know I love that I just love Carlos in this scene when he's kind of like you know Monty was that person who we talked to us, you know, like he, I had a guy today in my bus, a cop who died medically. I just don't know why. I need to ask Monty Parker why. Uh, and this counselor is basically saying like, you know, you need to find someone to talk to. They're all saying like, nobody will understand. And then kind of, she says to them, like, you need to talk to each other. Like, it's just a great little like moment. I like this counselor. It is. I do. I, I like this woman. Um, <coughs> I've kind of never realised until now that I actually like her, but yeah, it's a good scene. And like, again, it's just, I think it's important that you have these scenes in these episodes to kind of give us a bit of a debrief about what happened with Doc. And yeah, uh, props to them including this. Again, I wish they had have included a debrief for Bobby, but anyway, that's a whole other story. Um, Bosco with Mikey still here talking about uh, sort of, you know, like saying, I'm clean, Mo, and it's like, you're not clean, you're dealing... Um, and sort of, they just have this great back and forth and sort of, you know, Mikey says, we're brothers, we're family and kind of Bosco's like, you guys say it, you don't know what it means. And I love the way that kind of Mikey's saying like, you know, how are we not friends anymore? Um, 
I don't think I've jumped the gun there. I think that scene's in a little bit. Jokas has met Bosco's dad, um, and then kind of she finds out that uh, he's told Cruz everything, um, and Jokas is going to try and call Bosco because obviously she knows the truth there, that Cruz has lied to her dad, uh, his dad, essentially, to get what uh, she wants. Um, and I, I like kind of between Bosco and Mikey how they're sort of saying, like, we used to hide out here and watch the boats go by and pretend, you know, where else are they going? Um, you know, and they hug and kind of, I guess, make up, you know, I'm sorry, Mikey, I believe you, Mikey, you know, I'm going to get you a lawyer, I'm your brother. And just before the cop cars show up, I just want to quickly say that, like, all of this stuff is great. I love it. I love the fact that Bosco is kind of making up with his brother here. I would argue this could be a top five scene, but the the problem with this is is there's just there's so much chopping and changing that kind of this isn't one continuous scene, and like yeah, I don't know like if you can really include this as a top five moment. The one issue, the one well, issue, that's sad though. Yeah, the one issue that yeah, I, 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 no, I no, really no, say on. this. The one issue that I do have with this is that it is very similar to Bobby and his brother in season one. Very similar. You know, he finds him at a place where they used to hide out as kids and kind of, you know, Bobby thinks he's innocent, but it turns out he's not. And I didn't do the shooting. I was in the car. Like, it is very recycled if you kind of analyse the two storylines. But I think at the same time, I'm not that... Because, like... (sighs) It's done differently because, like, yeah, Bobby had troubles with his family, but kind of Bobby and Bosco are different enough that it kind of it feels different, if that makes sense, even though it technically yeah. is the same storyline. Yeah, and uh, what I what I was going to say is that, you know, it is kind of sad that it jumps that it that it jumps all over and that it switches so much that it because it is a very good scene. And actually, when I was watching the episode, I was thinking, you know what, this could be a good this could be a good candidate for top five. But then when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Yeah, it's just it's just too tricky. Like, I mean, admittedly, you could always edit it all together to make it one scene. But at the same time, like you've got to see the problems there that like music and just continuity just maybe just wouldn't fit. So, um, right. I don't know. Like it's something that I think, and it's just the problem with all these individual scenes themselves. There's not really one of these individual scenes that kind of stands out enough to include by itself. Maybe the bit at the end when they hug and kind of like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But even then it's kind of interrupted, isn't it? By the, the car crashing through the gate. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tricky, but I I just I would say no, just purely on that fact. Um, but these cop cars break through the fence. He tells Mikey, Bosco tells Mikey to hide. Cruz and all the anti-crime sort of people come out, and uh, you know Bosco is just sort of like saying like he's unarmed, he's armed. Um, and I, I just you know Cruz not listening, but I do love that line when Bosco just kind of says like he's going to jail, Maritza. Like you know, put the guns away. Like he's my brother. So. Um, I love. I just love that use of her first name that Bosco does. Kind of like to really put the message forward. Yeah, that, and he also does it when he said, you know, he can. When he said something like, you know, he knows where this guy is. We, he can help us find him. That's what Dade would want. Yeah. That's what Dade would have wanted. I think that. I think that was really what got her to calm down. Also. Yeah, and one thing I'm actually very surprised is kind of like just the way he kind of says like, "This is my brother, Maritza." Like, I kind of think that's implied for Cruz so that. Um, you know, she knows what he's feeling, obviously, after what happened with Letty last season. So, um, I'm surprised that he doesn't drop a line and say something like, you know, I would try to help out with your sister. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it would have been warranted in there. But, uh, you know, at the same time, kind of, I think he sells it enough 
basically there. I, I always forget that... I always think this is the end of the episode, but I always forget kind of we've got, like, what we have in the ending here. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bosco calls Yokus um, to sort of say that they've got him. Um, Yokus tells Bosco's dad about it and kind of, you know, she tells him that, you know, Sergeant Cruz lies a little bit. Uh, and then kind of Yokus obviously doesn't know the truth because, you know, she just turns around and says, I'm sure you were just trying to help your son and... Bosco, like, the dad is just basically like, yeah, that's what I was doing. Um, meanwhile, we've got Cruz uh, talking up the raid, uh, sort of organising everything. Uh, Bosco wants involved, but Cruz is kind of like, you know, uh, this is this is anti-crime. So, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, and you almost killed my brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Bosco sort of has a couple of looks at Mikey, who's in uh, custody. So, um, you know, kind of that. But then we... Uh, we lead up to, I guess, this montage of them driving, um, to the, I, I, also that line, I will say, when they're kind of all lining up their guns and, uh, as you say, sort of, uh, boss, uh, your opening, um, line was, you know, Davis says to Sully, like, when are you going to join the 21st century? Um, so, yeah, great sort of line there from Sully. Who, again, like, say, Sully and Davis kind of not having a lot of storylines really at the moment. Like, I know Sully got a bit, you know, the other week in No More Forever, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's few and far between with them at the moment. Um, but yeah, this great mm-hmm. montage, this song, oh my god, Suicide Note, uh, it's a great, great song. And if you actually listen to this song word for word, holy crap, it is dark. Um, and it's, I mean, it's called Suicide Note. Yeah. And it, it essentially, uh, I interpret the lyrics as the person writing this song as reading a suicide note. Uh, it's by Johannette Napatolano. I'm butchering that. But, like, yeah, the lyrics of this song, it purely to me reads as somebody who is killing themselves. This is a suicide note. And it's just kind of just some of those lyrics, if you listen to it, like, you know, I want you to believe, you know, that, uh, you know, I wish you could understand what's in my head and all this sort of stuff. Like, it is so dark. But it is just such a powerful song. And, this scene, like, it, it tears me up. Like, I don't cry full on, but just, I don't know what it is. Just, I love this montage of these cop cars driving to this scene and kind of getting ready for this raid. It's, oh, it's so powerfully good. I love it. Um, and this all leads us up to this uh, shootout, which I always try to think that I don't like this shootout. I think it's cheesy and over the top. But then I watch it and I'm like, this is fucking great. Like, it's it's tense. It's... It's exciting. It's kind of just like there's no music. There's no anything about this. And kind of it just at all have these people walking around like bus, empty school buses. Uh, you know, we've got a scene there where Davis is about to get shot with a guy with a shotgun and kind of Sully shoots him in the head and kind of they share this like knowing little glare like you're welcome. Um, and we've got Spider coming out with two Uzis blowing the shit out of everyone and kind of Northcutt gets, sh- uh, well, he doesn't, he does get shot in the vest, but he falls back and thinks he's broken his leg, but we're going to find out he broke his ankle. Um, just everything about this is fantastic. And then eventually, uh, I like, I love the, the tension where Bosco's kind of in one of the school buses and, um, Spider's firing these Uzis and he's kind of like ducking because it's so loud. And then eventually Bosco ducks out of a, a school bus and shoots, uh, spider down and he's like, I got him, I got him. And one of the also great scenes too is there's a moment where Cruz is running around the courtyard and Yokus kind of like comes around the corner. They both point their guns at each other because, you know, they don't know who it is. Y- Cruz puts a gun down, but Yokus just holds a gun at Cruz forever. 
and you kind of like, whoa, Jesus Christ, like Jokic, what are you doing? And but then when you just think that Jokic is purely doing it for hatred of Cruz, you then realise there is actually a guy behind Cruz because then Jokic fires, and you think, holy crap, Jokic is about to shoot Cruz, but then you realise she's shooting someone behind Cruz. So, um, just so much stuff about this is great and oh, so yeah. good. <laughs> Yeah, but I like that Bosco was the one to take was the one to actually take Spider out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, it, it kind of it works well, and um, yeah, it's just just so so goddamn good. Uh, and we kind of get a bit of that um, the suicide note song in the background, kind of when everything is kind of calmed down, everything as well. Um, they're back in the precinct. Cruz compliments Bosco and Yokus for good work out there, and kind of the way that. Uh, Bosco says, like, Dade was my friend too. Uh, Jokic actually acknowledges Cruz here by saying, like, how's Northcutt? We find out that he's got a broken ankle. And then we find out that um, they're going to use Mikey, I guess, as an informant. They're going to, you know, help him out a little bit. Um, and then Bosco is like, I'm going to get him a good lawyer. And then this is where Cruz admits to Bosco that uh, their dad was uh, there, essentially, looking for a reward. And kind of, she's like, you know, I'll tell you that. I don't know how the reward works because he wasn't the right guy, but we got the right guy. And then kind of Bosco is essentially like, don't tell Mikey. Cruz is like, yep, my lips are sealed. And then it ends with Bosco and Yoka's driving Mikey off. And we hear a bit of suicide note again uh, to sort of end the... Uh, episode like i feel like i've rushed through so much of this episode i have to be honest uh but in and also in all fairness i think we've covered everything i don't think we've skipped over everything but i mean just take this moment here i guess i've had anything that i've missed that you maybe want to chat but like yeah just it turns out to be such a good episode that i i feel i feel bad for coming into these two parts thinking that this is going to be a bad 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 episodes um oh gosh what a, what was i gonna I had something in my mind, but then I compl- but then I lost it. <laughs> so yeah, nothing to add at the moment. Yeah, uh, that's fine. I just think kind of you know we've we've summed it up well. Uh, this is pretty much going to be our shortest ever episode, but uh, you know it kind of at the end of the day, like I mean we've we've covered everything, haven't we? Yeah, we really have. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but what are we going to do with this episode, Darvell? We are buying. Well, at least I am. I don't know about you. Well, I am buying too, Darvill. Funnily enough, uh, that is exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I think it it warrants a buy. There's nothing really terrible about this enough to warrant anything else, but it's tense. And like, I, I think this is better than the first part as well. It's one of those occasions where the second part, to me, plays out better than the first. Uh, so I've ranked this, uh, if I look at my list, uh, I've ranked this at 61st out of 105 episodes. So... Uh, there you go. Kind of a lot of these season five episodes are ending around about the same place, but they're still buys. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. just looking here too quickly, uh, you and I have both bought seven episodes in a row. Wow. Uh, ah, will we continue the streak? Never would have thought that about, uh, season five. If you've got to go back to season three for me since the last time I bought seven in a row. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. There you go. Um, I feel, Having not rewatched uh, episode eighteen, Purgatory, leading up to our rewatch here, knowing what the episode is, I feel as though my buy streak will come to an end. I don't hate the episode, but I also don't really love it. I think it's kind of just a very mediocre episode from what I remember of it. I could be completely wrong. I thought that about these ones, and I was pleasantly surprised. So, yeah, uh, Munro's back. She's involved in an accident. Um, you know, there's a new firefighter involved. JD. 
Uh, not mm-hmm. Stu Lot of Z's, but JD, uh, one of the two forgettable firefighters they try and introduce to replace Jimmy. Um, <laughs> Fred and Faith are still fighting. Uh, and then there's the LSATs involved, and that, that very prominent storyline. We want to get a conclusion to that, right? Um, yeah, anything down yeah. on Purgatory? Nope, because I don't recall the episode very well myself, so. Yeah. Well, it's kind of one of those episodes, I think, where it's kind of like, you know, it's there, you sort of loosely remember what it's about, but it's one of these season five episodes. It's a bit Grace Foster y, like, eh, it's there. Uh, <laughs> so. Anyway. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't, oh wait, no, no, it's, it's later. I was gonna say, isn't that the episode where Grace is introduced? But then I thought, no, that's in a couple episodes from Purgatory, I think. When is she first introduced? When do we get our mehness with old Cara Bueno? She is first introduced in Higher Calling. So okay. we still have, uh, good four episodes till we get our first Graceness. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. Uh, in the meantime, you can like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter, you can subscribe to all the relevant channels, you know where they are, folks, and we appreciate all the feedback and, uh, well, everything else that you give us along the way, because we like you, you like us, so let's share the love. Let's share the love. Uh, but we'll be back next week for Purgatory. My name is Ben. <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? Um, yeah, I, I don't know, I'm going to go get myself a good lawyer. <laughs> my name's darville and mr waterworth you won't be the first one that she's dragged in here and lied to that's kind of her style thank you for listening to the oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at theoznetwork.net